0: Welcome, everybody, to the Alma podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I have the captain, RG3, joining me. Um, he is a Hex OG, a crypto OG, and uh, I really want to thank him for joining. So thank you, RG3, for joining. Thanks for having me and making me sound so damn good. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. So RG3, you may not know this, but I have been following you for some time, following the Hex community for some time. And I just want to give you guys a bunch of compliments for the way you guys have conducted yourself and built this community up. Even in the bear market, it seems like the Hex community is the loudest voice right now because they were able to protect themselves due to how the technology works from a lot of the things that happen from the centralized kind of counterparties. Um, But before we get into that, I wanted to kind of know, what did you do before crypto? How did you get into crypto just to kind of level set things a bit?
1: So, yeah. So, um, so I'm just your regular working guy, you know, blue collar worker, um, a mill right by trade. Uh, basically, it calls machinery movers. I move heavy equipment. That's what mm-hmm. I did for the last 30 years. And uh, um, during, you know, it's kind of, I, I live in Southern California. Uh, it's, it's hard to make ends meet out here um, on a, on a single, Income, I uh, wanted to keep my wife at home with my kids, raising right. my kids. We'll try a traditional family deal, you know. Yeah. So I always had, you know, a side gig going on, whether I was selling cars or doing some marketing or whatever it is that I could do on the side, um, you know, to, to make some extra money so that my wife didn't have to put a, a dime where a dollar was supposed to go every month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so in in my travels, and my business uh, opportunities, uh, I, I created a gaming support company, uh, basically setting up a social media platform for a game called Counter-Strike, um, back in the day, um, before Bitcoin came out, this was in early 2005, six, seven, you know, and around in there. And, um, as we started to develop, we were in these chat rooms and the chat rooms that we were in, um, were the IIRC, IIRC chat rooms. And that's where some of the Bitcoin, um, folks would go in and talk and chat with one another. And we started seeing some of these forums and and groups. And then uh, because we were in the gaming business, uh, there were a lot of people shilling in-game cryptocurrencies, like the stuff that you see in World of Warcraft and whatnot. So they were shilling it to us all the time. So we were seeing this emergence of this new uh, technology, cryptocurrency coming out um, and just in-game currencies. So, um, I didn't think much of it at first. When Bitcoin launched, we were like, nah, that's that overrated PayPal thing, mm-hmm. cryptographic PayPal thing, whatever. And, and then about 2000, was it early or late 2014, somebody, uh, another software developer is doing some work for us, um, asked me for some Bitcoin, said, hey, would you send, send that in Bitcoin? And I said, well, what do I got to do? He so said, I had to go to an exchange and set up the wallet and get the Bitcoin. And, and I was like, gosh, this is really a pain in the ass just to, you know, send this guy some of this cryptocurrency, you know. So I did it. And, uh, and there, was a, there was a few bucks left over in the wallet. And then uh, early 2015, so it's about six months later, somebody asked me um, for some more Bitcoin. And I was like, oh, see that Bitcoin thing again. So I go and I open up that wallet. And the thirty-five bucks worth of change turned into like eight hundred bucks worth of change, and so I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You know. And so uh, that's when I started getting intrigued and wanting to see what was going on in crypto, and uh, started investing, uh, started looking at uh, the white paper that Satoshi wrote, and then of course just like, "Oh man, cryptocurrency can change the world and and save money and, and all that kind of," you know. And I was all gung ho, and uh, you know. As time went on and, and we, we rallied up to 2017 and the 20K Christmas and the whole thing. And I started to get jaded because I was in a lot of these backroom deals where uh, people were doing ICOs and, and people were um, – uh, putting out um, network marketing schemes. Uh, they were doing all this cloud mining that was just ripping people off and and all these little companies that were sp- popping up like that. And I was like, this thing is just a hotbed for, for scam artists and shell gamers and all that kind of stuff. So I was really discouraged after the crash of 2018 um, and was just ready to leave crypto completely. Hmm. Um, and and uh, in fact, there was a guy uh, that I was watching at the time that really pissed me off. Uh, and his name was Richard Hart (laughs) and he called the top of, of Bitcoin in 2017. And, uh, I just thought that this guy's a fool, man, what he's talking about, you know? And of course the crash came right after. And I just remember seething about that guy, like just seething on him, you know, like that guy is just what a jerk. And then I said, well, wait a second. What, why do you think that guy's a jerk? Because he was right and he told you something you didn't want to hear. That's why. Hmm. So smarten up, idiot. And, and that guy right there has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. Uh, so that's when I started, you know, watching his material, going back and like ch- checking out everything that he had said in the past. And and something about Richard resonated with me um, because I was, you know, kind of a street guy. I grew up on the streets of L.A. And uh, I just... Thought, man, this guy's kind of a real dude. He's real down, you know. He's 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 edgy. Um, he's 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 got a quirky way about him, but the dude's down. I could tell. You know, he was an honest guy. He was a guy with integrity. Um, and then, as I watched his old streams, I saw that he was a guy that had a heart too. That he wanted to help people, and that he had a he had a heart for this space. So that's when I started getting involved with what Richard was doing and watching him. And then, of course, he built Hex and. And then there's history from there.
0: So, did you get involved in the very early days of HEX when that launched?
1: Yeah. So, so, um, so Richard was telling us all, you know, hey, don't get in day one, guys. Just day one is going to wreck you. Leave it alone, you know, watch out because people are going to FOMO in and then it's going to dump. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, I was waiting for that day, like, man, day one's coming. I'm getting, I'm getting me into this. I'm getting hex, you know, I'm getting in. Mm-hmm. And uh, my life circumstances had it to where I was in an, in a, in a job situation where I was, I was, I was getting laid off of a job and and as in between, and that was right before, you know, COVID was started and all that. So, there was a month of time there where I was just like away from the computer, away from, you know, being active in, in crypto and keep an eye. Cause it was a long, long bear market. Right. So, um, so I didn't pay attention to it. And then January like was there and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm, I missed, you know, the hex launch. Oh no. And I went in there and it was like, the, the pump had come the dump had come and now I was at the bottom of it and I was like oh it's perfect i I saved myself by missing you know day one you know or else I would have I would have day one fomo just like all the rest of the guys that were in at that time but I accidentally missed day one and uh and of course got in some really good days and and in in the uh, and just took all my crypto sold all my bitcoin sold all of that and just put it all into into heck so anything that I had wow. in crypto crypto i i put in there
0: so you so that's really interesting i did not know that so so you got you were in that early this was a very untested uh kind of project at that time not a lot of people knew about it you went from i did that actually recently where i converted a lot of my bitcoin into pulse chain pulse x hex um but not nearly this was in 2020 but you at that time converted your big you know, stakes in Bitcoin, the other kind of blue chip currency that you brought here. What gave you the confidence to do that?
1: Well, again, like I said, I'd been in crypto for for a while and and seen the sneaky backdoor shit that was going on. I saw it all. You know, I saw what was happening. I saw friends that were building mining operations and all that stuff. And I just saw the scams. And when I saw what Richard was doing and you know all along the way you know we were in the get the, the get lab rooms and 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 we were here well it was all in telegram and and we were here in the devs talking about the code and we were right. all seeing what was going on and we were uncovering it all and at at that time i had no reason to I, it was immutable like i'm like this guy is creating a better bitcoin mm. and we didn't understand the shares at the time like when it first launched we were still trying to figure that out you know but we knew that, that that what he had done was he created a, a, a more secure Bitcoin and it had a staking function that you had control of. It was immutable. And that's all I needed to really know to be confident in it as a product. Hmm. I was like, this is real; has real pro, mar, product market fit. That being able to stake and have control of that stake, whether I end it early and nuke it or I, I, I give it to its term, that's what was exciting to me and that's what made gave me the confidence in knowing this is good stuff. And, and every, everybody that was talking, everybody that was a coder at the time or that I had access to were telling me code solid, man, code solid. There is nothing Mm. that, that we see in here that is, is wrong. And, and that's, we, we were all being, um, you know, uh, reinforced by the very smart people that were in hex and those were all community members. And, and a lot of them were critical in the beginning a lot of them were, Hey, show us this, let's see that we want to. And, and it was, you know, and Richard was always up front and he was in, and in an early days, he was in the hex telegram room, always in there, you know, helping everybody out, throwing answers at them and uh, updating the websites and answering questions and, you know, and dealing with the FUD mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and so that's what gave us the confidence is just that we, we kind of all grew together uncovering and discovering Uh, what Hex was and and that's what gave me the confidence to know, hey, man, everything else out there I know is either vaporware or garbage. It's not really doing anything. I mean, I like Bitcoin. I think that it's done amazing things for the space, but it doesn't generate yield. It hasn't used the concept that Ethereum proved, which is now we could program these cryptocurrencies to do good things for us. You know, Bitcoin proved the concept, no double spend. We can have money on the Internet. And it's better than, you know, the government's internet money. That's what Bitcoin proved it that, that you can you, do it. Now, unstable Bitcoin is, in my opinion, because of the coding, because of the spaghetti code, because of the bugs that it's already had, because there's no dev team, because of all those things, because of all the minutiae that has to go on top of Bitcoin in order to make it better. Um, I, 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 I didn't trust it as being the future of crypto. Ethereum came out, proofed that we can program these things. Um, but so far has has kind of failed as as a chain, as a as a as a network, because the the, the fees have gone through the roof. They haven't been able to scale properly or whatever. Yep. So that was the the, the 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 proof I needed to see that you know okay, well, what what is the next iteration of crypto? Well, hex, pr- programmable, better Bitcoin. Use the Ethereum's concept to program a better Bitcoin. And that's what Hex was. And so it was like, Hey, game on, game
0: on. I love that. And then, so, so you got to see the value there. And then the community is probably pretty early. You mentioned like you were just figuring out T shares at, at the early parts of it. And yeah. then I think the average stake length, I don't know what it is over six years maybe now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. What were people doing in the early days Were they're doing short stakes? Was it long stakes? Uh-huh. was that part of a discussion? Yeah. Yeah. So that's,
1: that's interesting. Cause, uh, there were, there were a lot of short stakes made, um, in the beginning before the big payday. Um, and one of the things I saw uh, that I take credit for in the community is that, uh, I taught people before big payday. Now this was before big payday. This is when this was something that worked as a tool. Can you uh, was explain the- what
0: big payday is uh, for those that don't know? Okay. So big payday
1: was, so we had a year of what was called the adoption amplifier, meaning that, um, Hex was, was thrown in a bucket every day and then Ethereum was thrown in another bucket. And based on how much Ethereum went in there, um, was how much, um, Hex was going to come out of that and go to those Ethereum, um, Whoever gave that Ethereum. Mm. So if there was a lot of Ethereum, you got a little bit of Hex. If there was very low Ethereum, you, you got a lot, a lot of Hex. So it was uh, like some days we'd put one Ethereum in and we'd get a million Hex. Hmm. And some days we'd put one Ethereum in and we'd, we'd get 650,000 Hex. That, those, that's what was going on back then. And that's right. what the adoption amplifier was, a whole year of that. Now, after that year, um, there was also a way to get Hex, which was Bitcoin claims. So if you put your Bitcoin up there and you said, Hey, I've got this much Bitcoin. you got a certain amount of hex for that Bitcoin. Right. And, uh, and I forget what it was, but you, you, you got your hex for your one Bitcoin. um, And whatever wasn't claimed by all the Bitcoin that was in existence, because there was a certain amount of Bitcoin out there that could claim the hex. So that hex was there as inflation for, for the Bitcoin holders, Um, whatever was left over in that pool was going to go to the stakers. So, whoever had stake in was mm. going to get that big payday they called it what was left over now what i had discovered was is that a lot of us set up stakes for just a year you know we we put the stakes out right after big payday it's like hey i'm cashing out and getting mine right yeah. and uh, and there was a lot of that going on but then we started to learn the value of what a t share was and how valuable those things were and what that meant and that our whole concept at the beginning was, hey, get in. Like, look, we were, we were all crypto guys, right? So we were all trader mentality. We were all quick buck mentality. We were all money number go up mentality, pump and dump. That was, that was where we were all raised and birthed in. Hmm. And we were learning a new concept at that time. And it was delayed gratification. It was what a T-share was. And to make it easy on the audience what a T-share is. So a T-share, just think of it as a miner, You take your HEX, whatever amount it is, and you put it out for a certain amount of time, whether it be a day or the maximum days is 5,555 days. When you put that out there, you get a certain amount of T-shares based on how much HEX you stake and how long you stake it. And that T-share is like a miner that's always generating the inflation of HEX. Just like a Bitcoin miner mines the inflation of Bitcoin, a T-share mines the inflation of HEX. And you're the one getting that inflation. So um, I, I lost my train of thought what we were actually getting at. But yeah, that's what a that's what uh, a t-shirt like was. early
0: staking uh, behavior. Oh
1: back I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. So so because we 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 early staked, um, a lot of us only for a year, maybe a year and a half, we mm. realized that we had just screwed ourselves out of mm. all the t shares that we could have got. So once we got to so what, at that point, if you got to a, the halfway mark on your share on your on your um, on your stake, sorry, then you could pull the principal out. So what we were doing is, those of us who staked too early to get out in that first year, we went to half of our distance, pulled our principal out, emergency, and staked it, and pushed it out farther to get more T shares. Mm-hmm. So we all ended up with a lot more T shares. Like literally, I increased my um, T shares by one whole third by doing that and getting rid of some of those big nasty stakes that I had early in the beginning thinking I was going to cash out year one. And, you know, and, but our mentality was, was wrong. Our thinking was wrong at that time. And a lot of people took advantage of that and emergency end staked, took their principal and put it back out and got more T shares. Hmm. So we use the EES button as a tool.
0: Yep. And then now there's a, what do you think about the new product projects by Maximus Dow, the perpetuals? I know they have the maxi token, Desi lucky trio base. I think it is. Do you have, do you like those? Do you, do you utilize those as well? So here's my take, you know, I'm, I'm the penultimate
1: hex maximalist, Hmm. right? Richard Hart, maximalist, hex maximalist. Um, Everything that I've built is around hex and hex only. however, However, I support all of the hexagons and all their activities, especially those who are building things. So I've always supported them. Now, I've been very careful not to shill any of them um, as investments, but they have all come up with some good concepts. Hmm. And I think the same with Hedron, uh, Maxi. These guys have proved that it, they've, they've proven. So, so as Bitcoin proved, uh, we can have internet money. Ethereum proved that we can program better money. Hex proved that better money has been made. Right. Well, these other projects, they have proven that you can take the T-share and wrap products around them and show the value of the T-share. And that's where I my hat's off to them for doing that. Um, all of their projects and all their products have to be, you know... Um, vetted still have to be proven have to be successful all that kind of stuff so I don't I don't shill them in that way but I do my hat is off to those hexagons who built those things they did the work they deserve the accolades they deserve the the um uh, uh the um you know what they've made off of those things uh and they also deserve uh the accolades for being the guys who proved that t-shares can be used in a DeFi space, see this is the future of DeFi. What they've proven is the future of DeFi. Right, these are what things are going to be. They're going to be wrapped around Hex, the T share, mm. and and that's where DeFi is going to go. And that's you know my mission is to get that message out. Is like, hey, true DeFi is here now. Go build it. And right. Hex is what did that. And yeah, and
0: I think it really shows the power. Whether you like it or not, I think it really shows the uh, the power of Hex that people are building on top of this really amazing uh, product. And uh, there's all these different innovations being built around it. Drunk Looney is asking, will RG3 build something?
1: God damn it. I have built something. What are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yes. And we're building more as we speak. Um, Everybody knows that we've, we've built MCA, which is Mountain Crypto Advisors, uh, which is trust products for the individual uh, to help them with their, their um, tax burden, with their, their family legacy um, in and out of crypto and doing it in a manner that's going to get, get you the best um, uh, protection, asset protection uh, and tax advantages. So, so we have that on the side, which is outside of crypto. It's not a crypto, it's not an airdrop, it's, it's a family shop is what it is. And um, then we built the Hex Investment Trust, which I'm extremely proud of the Hex Investment Trust. Hmm. And Wales and Kinetics have done a a smash up, bang up job on building that thing. Um, I can't say enough about the work that those two put into that. Um, But the Hex Investment Trust, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Hex Investment Trust exists. It's a private offering right now. But what it is, is it's Hex Grayscale. And um, it's unique in the fact that you cannot redeem the Hex that's in it. So hex goes in, and paper hex comes out. That paper hex can be, uh, you know, uh, traded on the Nasdaq. So the mm. people that don't want the risk or the, um, uh, or, or or don't want to go into crypto and have to custody a wallet and go through the whole process, they can trade on the Nasdaq. A lot of these traders wow. they like doing okay. that. Um, so now you can go and get hex uh, on on that platform, and the hex that goes into the hex investment trust never comes out. So it's just another OA basically. So whatever goes into that Hex Investment Trust stays there. uh, And and right now it's a private offering. Once it goes public, then, you know, of course it'll, it can, who knows where it can go from there.
0: So right now, because it's private, is it only for accredited investors?
1: Yes. Yes. It's for accredited investors.
0: And then at some point that would be opened up?
1: Yes, at some point. Okay. As soon as it goes public. And there's 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 certain parameters that we have to make in order for it to go public. Um, but that's where it sits right now. And of course, we're in a bear market. So yeah. everything's kind of creeping along real slow. It's still there. It's still functioning. Everything's good. Um, but it's just right now, there's just not a lot of interest in, in anything, especially in those products and in the in the crypto uh, um, world slash stock market world. Nobody's touching crypto right now because yeah. of FTX and all that stuff. So so but but the, the bones are there. It's all done. It's ready to go. And next bull run, I think we're going to see some really sweet action on that.
0: That's awesome. I had, I had no idea about that. That's a really interesting. I see how you're trying to bring a whole new group of people in through that product offering, which I find. Yeah. So, right now, what we're seeing is, uh, and Richard talks about this all the time, is this grayscale kind of discount premium uh, thing yeah. that's going on. Is there something like that that exists within? What is it, M- Hex, MTA, MCA? Hex
1: Investment Trust. The Hex, Hex, Investment, Hex Trust.
0: Investment Trust. Think yep. of MCA as like a personal
1: uh, finance okay. department that helps you yep. with your personal finances and thinks of the Hex Investment Trust as an actual, you know, uh, derivative of Hex. Hmm. Um so uh no, that's not what's going on now because it's not public and and and, and that discount and all of that is based on market sentiment too. Hmm. What happens in the market, you know, whether it's trading at a at a surplus or, or a discount or whatever, um, at a premium, I'm sorry, a premium or a discount. Yeah. Um, it's all market, you know, and how the market reacts to it. Uh, mm. I I tend to think that hex, the Hex Investment Trust, or I'm sorry, it can do a lot better than Grayscale. Now, mm. I know that's a big, that's, that's saying something very, very big, but the one thing that, um, you know, Bitcoin doesn't have and that we have, and we haven't deployed it yet because our PPM isn't roted, isn't roted, isn't rote <laughs> with it in in place yet. But we have the ability to stake those hex too, mm. and 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 disperse dividends and stuff. So so that hasn't been all like worked out exactly how that's going to affect the investors and whatnot. Um, but we've we just wanted to build the bones and build the product first, and then figure that all out as as we start to see success in it and how that can you know. Go out to the investors.
0: Yeah. Um, so pivoting a little bit to the Hex community, this is something I certainly want to know a lot about. Um, I follow Eric Wall, who you might know of, yeah. um, all the Bitcoin maxis, uh like Corey, Mike Alfred, all these different characters out there. And there is so much hate for Hex, and I just don't understand it. Like I can understand why Richard, who was you know a big Bitcoin maxi, he's so smart. So It's kind of like this, like if you were at a company and uh, you know all the executives and you know where, uh, how the sausage is made, right? And you know where all the players are and then you leave that company for another company, you know how to destroy everything within that company, right? And so I see it kind of that way where he's seen the underbelly of what's happened in the crypto community, what's gone on with, you know, the Bitcoin maxi community. And, uh, you know, he destroys anybody that he comes in contact with in terms of a debate. But I just don't understand after three years now where the hate is even higher than it was before (laughs) and the community is still intact. And just as you know, there is some infighting within the community, but the community is still just as energized as ever, you know, as you could be in a bear market. So where does this hate come from, from your experience?
1: Well, I'd like to hope that I have a little bit of a part in it. Um, okay. But uh, no, you, you know, so there's a lot of dynamics going on, hu- human dynamics going on here. Uh, so we have a very, a very small space. Um, there's a handful of influencers that mean a shit in this whole community, right? Mm-hmm. In, in all of crypto. Very small space. We're really, really tiny. Um, and so when you when you've seen thousands of scams now, now, now I'm going to back the Bitcoin maxis here for, for a moment first, yep. because I always, when, when I look at something like this, you have to take everybody's point of view into account because everybody has value. Even the maxis that I fought with Eric wall, all of them, they have value. They're smart people. They get it. They may, they may miss things, but we need to understand each other and what we're all trying to teach each other instead of, looking at our differences and and fighting about those. So let me take the side of the Bitcoin maxis for a moment. What we've got here is we've got people who've seen crypto be birthed. They've backed that crypto. They believe in certain tenants and they've watched it be usurped by P.T. Barnum's and a big circus act of thousands of cryptos, meaningless, worthless cryptos, giving their Bitcoin a bad name. Bitcoin was something that was supposed to be good and pure and wholesome and help save the world from, from monetary disaster. Yeah. That's what the maximalists think. And that's what a lot of us thought. That's what a lot of us got into crypto for the tenants on top of, you know, the wealth, um, because we were early adopters in something that was this good. I mean, think about it, being an early adopter and something that can save the monetary systems of the world. That's like, heck yeah. Let me in, let me right. in coach. Um, so so we've got these people that have seen this and, and then here's another guy who was once a maxi and now looks like he's sold out to go do his own thing. Like all the rest of them have. So I can understand where their initial bias comes from. Um, It comes from a safe place. They're being safe by going, well, I'm definitely not going to endorse this guy. He used to be in our court and now he's making his own thing and he's in his other, in the other court well, let me see what his website looks like. Oh my gosh, forget this. He's, he's gone off his rocker. So, so so now we can see what is, what is, what is happening with the maximalists and why they think the way they do. And then of course they feed that swill to all their people who listen to them. I've got family members, um, that are Bitcoin maximalists Mm. and, and and we've had arguments, and they hate Richard Hart, and oh my gosh, what he's doing, and this and that and the other, and 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 all the while they've over the last three years they've watched me destroy their gains, hmm. um, and it just makes them seed even more because they missed out. So right. now we've got these guys that made a mistake. They made a mistake by being safe, and now were dancing around on their graves and it doesn't feel good to them. So so there's there's my take on what's going on over there and why. Right. Now Richard, after he succeeds, he launches Pulse Chain or anyway, puts Pulse Chain out there. Um saved us all really and we can talk about that in a minute um mm-hmm. by when he timed all the, the sacrifices and whatnot um and then uh he's out there while we're in a bear market spending money like a drunken sailor walking out of you know Dior um shops with bags that he can hardly carry you right. know and you know each one of those bags is is worth thousands of dollars and he can hardly carry them um so you know he's got he, he, he got bored with watches. He bought like every expensive watch there is, you know, tens of millions of dollars of watches or whatever. So he's, he's really in their face about it. And, and rightfully so, because we did take three years of, of beating. We went out there and tried at first. We tried to pass the message. We tried to help them. We tried to tell them what was wrong with the exchanges and centralization we tried. And now there's, you know, the Richard Hart was right hashtag that's out there now. Um, and he was. And hexagons, because of who we are and how smart we were, and some of our, our leadership has been in the face of all that saying, we ain't backing down. Hmm. We're coming at you. And we're going to do it for your own good because we know better. Richard has taught us better. And, and I want people to understand something else. You know, they call somebody just put out this, this hit piece on the Hexkins about us being a cult. And, uh, and I think it's extremely funny um, because, you know, I understand where, where they're coming from, but Richard Hart doesn't, doesn't uh, affect me as, as a, as, as a leader, as far as, you know. Um, how my life is run or what I do morale- morality wise or mm. how I treat my family or live my life. I've, I, I've not read side by now. I know side by, I've, I've picked up pieces of it, but I know that, you know, Richard's done his best to try and help people uh, by serving them um, a, a, a book full of good wisdom. Um, but I've already got all that. I'm 55 years old. I've been around mm. the block. I've paid my dues. I've done all that stuff. I, I've become a good man, got a family. I've raised him. I worked for companies for 30 years. Done all that shit. You know, I don't need Richard for that. I'm he I'm not in his cult. Hmm. The man taught me about crypto. He taught me about a product that can go out and change the world. Now, if that makes me a cult member, I don't I don't know how it would. What it makes me is kind of a disciple of the cryptocurrency that he's created that I think is better than Bitcoin, which they all think that Bitcoin is the savior of finance. Well, I think Hex is the savior of crypto because they've screwed it up Hmm. and they failed to deliver on what they were supposed to deliver on. Bitcoin has failed period. It's, it's digital gold and that's good, but it's not good enough. Look at gold. You know, I've got a whole, you know, safe full of gold that I got from my great grandfather, my grandfather and my dad and, and my gold and, and no, nobody's used it. (laughs) All four of those men have died and it's just sitting in a box somewhere still. So all that gold did them no good. And when I die, it's not going to do any of my kids any good once it's distributed to them. It's just going to sit in the box. So I don't see a whole lot of value in something that just, retains its value and grows slowly. Now yield generating tools, the value of compounded interest, which is what they call that the eighth wonder of the world, right?
0: right. Compounded
1: yeah. interest. That's what we're looking for. That's the thing to save people because my soapbox is, and and this is where I get passionate. And this is why I want to get the message out. What I'm passionate about is guys, my age, all you young guys, you're all lucky right now. You guys got this made. But guys like me, they're in their 50s that don't have a retirement anymore, don't have pensions anymore, don't mm-hmm. have any of that stuff that our grandfathers and our fathers finished up with. I'm in that generation that's stuck in the middle of it. You guys have time to fix it. I don't. I'm coming up on retirement years. And, and my, me and my peers don't have a pot to piss in. What's going to save them? How are they going to get this? How are the Xers going to get something like a hold of something like this where they can generate yield? That's the soapbox I'm on. I'm for the working man. I want to get this out to them. I want this in their hands. I don't want the government taking it away from them. I don't want them regulating it out of existence. I want immutable interest for those people that need it. That's what I'm fighting for. That's why I'm out there. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what hex does. That's what hex really, really is. And really, really does is it helps people that are in the situation that I'm in that worked mm-hmm. all their lives hard guys that worked real hard and they're sitting on their couches right now, half of them drunk and destitute, not knowing how they're going to retire. They're going to have to work right. till they're 75 or 80, you know, and and that's just not feasible, especially in the industries in the construction industry, moving machinery, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just not feasible to, to to have to try and survive your knees and your back and your neck and stuff for that many years. So those guys are destitute right now. And that's and no wonder they're so mad. You know, this whole country, everybody's mad. And I am talking about the US. I'm sure around the world, there's a lot of these same problems, yeah. but they're, they're upset that they don't have anything. That they've been handed a bill of goods for all these years. You look at the US productivity has gone up for the last four or five decades, but our income and our wages have gone down as productivity has gone up. We're more productive than ever. And our wages are down. So that's where we're at. And, and we don't have, we don't have retirement pension plans and, and more than likely social security is not going to be viable, you know, in the next 10, 15 years when, when my generation comes, you know, having to retire. So that's what I'm passionate about is getting this into the hands of those people. you know, and, and like I said, you young guys that, that, that have access to it now, man, you guys are blessed and lucky that you have it now because you've got a lot of years, you know, you've got, you've got three or four 15 year stakes in you. Mm -hmm. I got one 15 year stake left in me, maybe, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so, so it's gotta, it's gotta produce, it's gotta produce now. And, and because it's new, um, because when, when, uh, when the chips are down, when when something's first coming out, that's the best time to get in and invest. And very well these said. first five, ten years of hex are going to be the best best years to get in.
0: Yeah, that's very very well said. Um, in terms of like the centralization problem, my I, I was born in the U.S. in actually Walnut Creek, California, uh, but my dad and my mom were born in Lebanon, and mm-hmm. Lebanon is going through some insane inflation right now. Um, and the central banks have shut down all of the banks. And you can't pull your money out. Even if you have money, you can have all the money in the world. You can't touch those bank accounts. And so this is very much a problem, you know, from other countries, not just the U.S., but in other countries is a huge problem. And then when it comes to here, other centralized counterparties, like one of the things like we were talking about the the Hex community, how it's hated and all this stuff, how people call it a scam and all this stuff. And then there was that Peter McCormick interview where he was really going after Richard But come to find out, he was saying all these things about BlockFi, and BlockFi is the one that went under. So I'm just like, where are you? Where where is your integrity in terms of how you're going to call different things out um, when things are wrong? So like people were saying, don't go into those kind of like centralized counterparties, and uh, you know Peter McCormick did that, and you see now what happened. A lot of the other people that were involved in a lot of that stuff. Um, went through the same kind of pain. So like to me, what I really find really cool about Hex and why I got into it is this when it, when it, when, a, when the light bulb finally hit of like, oh, this is trustless yield. I'm doing this yield, I'm getting this yield on chain. I don't have to work with a middleman. I don't have to give up my private keys. I don't have to give up my coins. and I can do all of this on my own. And like for someone like me, who uh, is quite independent. Uh, You know, I was able actually through this and other projects to give me Trustless Yield to create financial freedom for myself. And uh, to your point, this is why I started my YouTube channel to teach other people how to do this, because I was working in enterprise software sales. And uh, no matter how much money I made, it became harder and harder to buy a house. You know, I had my wife, we're trying to start a family. It's harder and harder to do that. And I'm just like, no matter how much money I earn, even if I earn more, it, things are just becoming more and more expensive. There has to be some type of escape velocity on some of this stuff to get to where you need to go. I don't know if you've had like similar kind of conversations with people.
1: Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and like I said, each generation has its own struggles and strifes, you know, like I look at it now, like my son's, you know, he's, he's, He's just come of age where he's getting ready to get out. I mean, luckily he got into hex too in the beginning. So he's yeah. in a different situation than most people. But but before that, I was I was really worried about it, you know, like how in the heck is he gonna buy a house? Right. There is no way that he's gonna be able to buy a house, you know? And 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 then when you look at the educational system and what it's yielding and what it's producing, you know, you don't see those. You know, it used to be you go went to college and you came out and and you were in the elite class of of workers. You know, you were making that extra money. I remember, you know, being a being a worker and and going, man, if I only had that degree, if I would have been a little smarter, then I could have got mm. you know instead of having to do what I do, you know, um, pushing iron all day and then trying to work in in the evenings on another job, I would have been, you know dummy me but even now kids even if they're getting that thing they're not getting anything for it yeah so it's just gotten harder and harder and every generation has their own challenges you know and and the younger generation that's in the inflation it's how expensive everything is and it's the wages um so having this as a tool uh to generate yield um i i mean i don't know what the future for it stand i i know that no matter what we've got code That generates yield immutably, meaning on-chain, nobody else. You you cannot stop it from doing what it does. You can't. It's just going to do it. Now, it's when will the rest of the world and some of the um, enterprise businesses out there see the value of it? That's when HEX goes to a different level. That's when things change because it's not, you know, just all of us investing in hacks and getting in hacks and, and whatnot. It's, it's when people finally see what it really is. Like think, let's just take the insurance industry, for instance, the insurance industry um, invests your money that you pay them uh, to generate yield so that they can pay for the, 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 the issues that come up in insurance cases. That's kind of how they they operate in a a general sense. There's a lot more detail than that, but I'm just giving you the layman's term. So they hunt for 3% yield every single, like like there's guys out there whose jobs are on the line to go get 3% yield off of all that money because they have to turn that. And anything they turn over that, of course, is profits for the company and blah, blah, blah. So imagine being able to generate yield immutably and just the insurance company doesn't have to think they just dump it in there because what we do know about hex is this and everybody calls this the 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 Achilles heel or the weak part of hex which is the OA mm-hmm. what the OA has done is created a situation where the staking pool can never grow to a certain level if you think about it what do we got like eight to ten percent of the hex is staked right now somewhere around nine percent or something like that of the circulating supply because that's how the yield is 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 distributed is through how many how much hex is in the pool. That's how the yield is just 3.69% per year is 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 uh, distributed to um, those that are in the staking pool. Now when you look at it, I think there's I think they're saying the OA owns like 80-something percent, 89 almost percent of the the circulating supply of HEX. So if there's 89% there, there's 9% in the staking pool. What does that leave us? Just a few percent that's actually liquid floating around, right? Mm. So that liquid that's floating around, even if all of it was to be purchased by, let's just say, an insurance company and staked, now the staking pool has what, maybe... 12%, 12, 15, 18% of the hex is staked, maybe 12%, 15%. That means that that yield will never drop below what is really in the circulating supply. Mm. The OA has created a situation where you can only stake about somewhere between 15 to 20% of the, the hex at any time. So that means automatic eight, 12, 15% yield always. I think eight's very, very low. I think it's somewhere around 12 to 18% yield always 12% like automatic. Now this is hex. It's not money. This is just hex, but it's immutable. You're going to get the hex for it. Period. End of story. Now, if the market sees value in that, obviously the value of hex is going to go up. So the, 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 the situation that, that has been created here and the potential of what markets and, – and that's just one little market, the insurance, com- the insurance industry, you know jumping in and doing something like it. There's a lot of other markets out there, a lot of other verticals that are looking for yield. And if they were to see this immutable yield, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, the, people don't realize the, how absolutely insane the value of Hex can go because of its immutability and what it does. And for people to be out there calling it a scam and saying it's ridiculous and not understanding that it really, it really blows my mind that there's smart people out there um, like Eric that doesn't see that. Now the one thing that I will give like somebody like Eric um, is that the OA of course comes with a centralized risk. Nobody knows who or what owns the OA. Now, in my experience, in my research, and what I've done as far as looking at what's going on, I think the OA is a good player in the system, just like any centralized player in any stock would be, like an Elon Musk that owns most of Tesla's stock, like an Amazon where Bezos owns most of the stock. They're not going to dump all their stock and crush the price just to, to cash out billions of dollars. They hold the value of that up. They continue to buy stock just like the OA does. The OA continues to suck in hex, right? right? It's the same It's the same thing. That Those are the things that create the value is that centralization of ownership. Not the centralization of the code, but the centralization of the ownership. Being in the hands of a good player uh, is what gives it the value. Now, I trust Richard Hart. I trust what he's doing. I see what he's doing. I see it through different eyes than some other people may. And and that's where we differ. And that's where I may be right or I may be wrong or they may be right or they may be wrong. And that's where we all have to agree to disagree on. I agree that Richard Hart is has my best interests in mind.
0: Yep. And and on that point about Hex, you know, to other people's defense, like it takes quite a while to understand Hex. It's it's very different than other things. When the more you get to know it, you understand the simplicity of it. And that's kind of what's beautiful about it. But if you don't know about it, it's quite hard to understand. actually, to Eric Wall's credit, when he was on Corey Costa's channel, he was pretty much just saying he's trolling the Hex community. Mm -hmm. He owns Hex. He sacrificed for both Pulse Chain and Pulse X. But he's putting this public front in front of his Bitcoin Maxis um, that, you know, he's going after this community. He's trolling this community. And so I'm seeing that people, even that are might be making fun of Hex publicly, what they're doing with their money privately might be a whole different story. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be more and more evident as we go into the next bull market. But- well, a
1: lot of them have done that. We've known a lot of them. Oh, too. you know that? Yeah. Yeah. We know a lot of the, the Bitcoin Maxis have gotten into Hex. We know a lot of them <laughs> that have. And, yeah. and a lot of the influencers have gotten into Hex. Um, You know, some of them even bought and sold already. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, there's a lot of them that are, I mean, why would you not? It's been, it's been operating functioning for three years now, solid, no downtime, everything's been good. So, um, I think that they know, I think that they all know. And if you, if you notice there is a different sentiment about Richard out there right now, it's, it's starting, the narrative is starting to change, um, because, you know, everybody looked at Richard with his flamboyant clothes, his fat butt, and his freaking Gucci shoes. Mm-hmm. And then they see the innocent Mr. SBF over here who <laughs> couldn't hurt a fly, who wouldn't wouldn't even, you know, yeah. steal the lettuce off of your sandwich kind of kid. You know, he's the one that made off with everybody's billions and had sex scandals and the whole thing. And, and 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 politicians involved and governments involved. And yeah. that's the guy that did that. Not the guy you expected or suspected <laughs> was going to do it. Not this freaking yeah. clown over here, you know. <laughs> but this kid did you wrong. And this man was right the whole time. Had your best interest in mind the whole time. Who really cares about you the whole time. That guy did. And see, I saw that and they didn't. Mm. I never liked that SBF kid from the day I saw him. I'm like, that kid is trouble. There is something wrong there, man. Something, something is wrong off. with that whole yeah. situation. And it was, it was completely off. Yeah. And even today, when you hear him talk, it's like, wait a minute, this guy was running that multi billion dollar operations. No wonder it's upside down and gone. He, he it's there's so no weird. way.
0: It's he so weird. No- how he'll just go like, you'll ask him like, you know, what color is the sky? He'll be like, well, you know, um, um, if, if, if the sky is, is up there and, and, it, and well, if you really think about <laughs> it, was like, you said nothing for three minutes and uh-huh. you're answering his question. And I think people thought of that as like, Oh, he's some genius because he's talking <laughs> in this kind of weird tech language. I'm from, I, I spent a lot of time in Silicon Valley. I've seen that kind of personality type raise a lot of money, um, in Silicon Valley. And I think that just for different people he was able to raise money trying to act like this whiz kid um Mm -hmm. and he was so he was found out Uh, for those of you guys that are watching i actually did a roast of sbf on my channel i wrote 35 jokes made fun of him so if you guys want to check that out definitely do that but yeah i had the same sentiment that you did that's why i never touched fdx or the platform because i i just i didn't know how to pinpoint it but the only way I could say it is I just felt off. I'm usually good with people. I was off about Richard for sure in the early stages. I, I flipped on that in um in 2020, but there was something really off with him and uh we're see- we'll, we're going to see what happens. I guess Maxine Waters today said that she is going to go and investigate him before she she said she wasn't, but even that's really weird. You have Bitboy out there in the Bahamas trying he's doing the only work right now it's like it's almost like it's a netflix series i'm sure they'll make one but it's like Bitboy is out in the bahamas doing what you know the uh the fbi and the cia i don't know who would who would cover something like this need to be covering and i just think it's just a clown show it it makes us all look really bad
1: it is it is and and uh like you, you you said you know so they're gonna make a documentary i i'm glad ours is gonna come out before that documentary so that we can counter that by saying, hey, we've got good crypto here versus the shit show that that thing was, you know? Right. And and hopefully we can get our message out and and, and start talking about DeFi and owning your own crypto. Uh, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win here. Um, I'm very optimistic about it. Um, I know it's a pessimistic space right now. I know we're in a bear, bottom of a bear market. And I know a lot of people are hurting, a lot hmm. of people. Um, But if there's one ounce of, of um, hopium that I can give to everybody here is that um, the one thing that, that Richard did that was, I think that is going to all pay us dividends in the end. I'm not talking about monitoring. Maybe that's a, a a pun on that, but um, you know, we, when, when there, when there was the sacrifice phase um, when we all sacrificed to say, Hey, maybe this thing will launch. Maybe it won't. I'll take some of it if you got it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to show you how much I, I'm going to sacrifice. Boom. And uh, we did that at the top of the market.
0: Hmm.
1: So in a way, I mean, imagine your bag that you put into Pulse or Pulse X, And right now it, it it isn't yielding anything. You're not getting anything. Right now you're at zero. Right now it's just gone. But what if you did get a one for one, or some type of ratio of of those coins, when when this thing does launch, if you you get rewarded those, you sacrificed at the top of the market versus if you would have sacrificed today, yep, uh, with your hex being worth three cents versus when it was worth forty cents, fifty cents. So, I think that 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 was a a, a brilliant um, attempt to to save people from themselves. Hmm. Um, Richard has always spoke that talk about that. How do you get that money out of people's hands so that they don't wreck themselves and put it into something that is going to be good for them into the future. Um, you know, delayed gratification. Uh, so, so for those of you who, who did sacrifice, who, who are having a hard time with the delays and everything, just realize that you sacrifice at the top of the market and that you will end up getting the most stack for what you did sacrifice. Um, and, uh, whether that yields any returns I don't know but it's going to probably yield you a lot of that token um, but we don't know what that token's going to be valued at and uh, whether the marketplace is going to value it it's just a it's just a cryptocurrency guys it's, it it means nothing it's not it none of these things have any value until we put value to them they're just like trading cards i mean it's like it's like a pokemon card or a baseball card in my day it was football and baseball cards and those kinds of things Um, it's, 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 that's all they are. And the marketplace puts monetary value in them. You know, the, the liquidity pools put monetary value on them. The trading puts monetary value on them. Um, But if you got those coins, um, those commodities by sacrificing or delaying gratification, then, uh, you know, then you've, you, you've you've made a lot of those tokens. You've done really well. And and we'll see what the marketplace brings for those. If it's uh if you get a a 10x, a hundred X, a 150X, 200 a 20X, you know, who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think to your point, that's something I realized, you know, at first I was a little frustrated with the May I think it was May 15th or something like that. <laughs> the uh we launched uh and I was, you know, I got a bunch of people in. Um and yes. so they're like, you know, and kind of have to like explain it to them. Now I'm the crypto guy in my family and friends. So like, I'm like the crypto customer service that doesn't get paid and everyone. Like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and they don't
1: all, sh- they don't show up until they're, they they will not call you right now. They'll yeah. only call you to bitch right now. Yes. But when it's a bull run, they'll be calling you every day, asking you, how do they buy some more? How do I buy some more of that? It's but, like, uh, it's three cents right now. Yeah. Now is the time for you to go buy. Not don't come knocking on my door when it's fifty cents. Right. Knock on my door when it's three cents, and they won't. And you do get it. a
0: free copy, right? You get the free copy on Pulse Chain too. I mean, it's a great time. That's down ninety five percent. It's generating yield. You'll have generating. You'll generate yield on both sides, um, and then to your point, we saved ourselves because we sacrificed at the top of the market. So we weren't affected much by this bear market. It would be nice to have some more cash on hand to buy, you know, to buy things while things are down. With that being said, to your point, we got the maximum value of um, our assets at that time. It's, It's to be determined when pulse chain will launch. But I think that pulse chain and pulse X, because it's a fork of Ethereum fork of Uniswap, it's a lot easier for people to understand. Do you think that because of that, um, it'll have a much better reception.
1: Oh, definitely. I mm. mean, we've, we've all been on test net and we've seen how it functions and operates. And I mean, it's like butter. It's, it's smooth. It functions. The fees are non-existent. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's like how you want a blockchain to work. Right. And, and then when you go to pulse X, pulse X is a whole different animal. When you, look at all the yield farming and yield generation tools that are in there, in that, that is like going to be such a a shiny object in crypto that I don't see how that can't be super, super successful. Right. Because I I think in, in the short term, I think PulseX is going to be the winner. I think PulseX is going to just kill it in a bull run.
0: Because of the buy and uh, burn or- Because of the,
1: well, not just the, I mean, that's, that's the icing on the cake right there. You know, just look at the cake itself. Look at, look at what that DEX is. Look what it does. Look at all the yield generating and farming that you can do in there. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful DEX. It's built really, really well. People are going to be all over it, generating yield and, and, and staking on it and all. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a shiny object in a bull market. It it is going to be. Now, I think that uh, I think that a lot of these dexes have done, you know, 1300 X, you know, 500 X, 600. I don't see any reason why PulseX X can't do 250, 150, 250 X, you know, it's first year just, you know, boom out the gate, just in a, if it launches in a bull market and people start utilizing it, seeing what it really is. Um, You know, they got all their coins being duplicated on Pulse Chain so they can go in there and start using it and start putting both of their values and bridges are going to come. I mean, the insanity that's going to happen with that. You know, you're going to have bridges from all the other chains. You're going to have this DEX over here with all these yield generating tools. I mean, it's just going to be – crypto is going to fall in love with it. You're going to love it. It's real DeFi, real DeFi. So it's going to be awesome to see uh, PulseX shine. Um, I know pulse is going to do well. I think that, you know, it's going to take longer for pulse to, to kind of like gain its popularity as far as maybe it's price going up or I don't know. I I mean, I don't know, but I think that it's, we're going to see a big run on pulse X. We're going to see pulse come out strong and hex is going to always be the goat. Hmm. Always going to be the goat. Hex is going to see massive popularity once it's functioning on pulse chain, because now it has, it's it right now, it's like a Ferrari driving, riding on the streets of LA. You know, it's it's trying to get around the corners, it's trying to get through the stoplights and the stop signs and the traffic. But now you're going to take it and put it on a real professional racetrack, which is Pulse Chain. And now hex is going to be able to just soar, you know, low fees, easy to use, just boom, 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 boom. It's going to be it, it's really what people are looking for. And it's really why Richard built. Um, pulse chain anyway was four hex he didn't build it to make the you know it was the, the decks dex is like just icing on the cake yeah you know and and they did a really good job with all the the tools that they put in there
0: yeah, I've been playing on the test net. It is working really, really well. It's, it's insane. Fast. Yeah,
1: I wish I wish it was the real deal because the the, the 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 gener- the yield generation, the farming I've done is like wow, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and I forgot if he said this. Um, I, I've been, you know, I've been thinking so much. I've had so much time that I think that my strategy now is do nothing. Um, I think I'm just <laughs> going to wait to see how it all plays. I had so many different strategies. Like I'll sell the eat side. <laughs> then bridge that over and then take those gains and maybe come back when it drops. And like, I was thinking all these things. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to wait this out and see how the market kind of plays out. Um, but from your perspective, do you think that I wouldn't see, I'm trying to think through like price parity between eHex and P-hex. Um, do you think mm-hmm. that that's a real possibility? Like how do you think that's going to play out? I, well, we obviously are all guessing in this, but have you put some thought into that?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I've heard, like, I, I, have a lot of conversations with, you know, Johnny chaos and, mm-hmm. you know, and Axis and all these guys that are just really brilliant when it comes to all this stuff. And, 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 and I let it like, kind of wash over me. I don't look at too much of the details. I try and see, okay, what, what is the big macro view of this, you know, going to, going to end up. Um, and uh, <sighs> I don't see. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, hit hit me again,
0: Johnny. The price no, parity between EHEC and Price parity.
1: So the, I don't see. I don't see price parity doing anything other than what Richard has said it's going to do. Hmm. And and because of what these guys have told me, I see that it all has to do with how the liquidity is set up and how the pairs are are set up. And I don't see any reason why Richard wouldn't have figured it all out because they've all figured it out 10, 10 different ways to Sunday Mm -hmm. um, to make them, to make the both hexes, you know, find some kind of parity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I don't see a lot of arbitrage going to be able to happen. I see them pairing them together. People taking their, their hex from, one, bring it over to the other and putting them up as liquidity. So I think they're going to probably find price parity very fast.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think so too, especially if there's an opportunity to gain yield, I think through the incentive token by the mm-hmm. the two pairs, that gives more of a reason for people to do that. Um, and then most hexagons are long-term holders. Um, so it goes with that as well. So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I've been thinking through that. Uh, My strategy right now is just to hold the assets that I have. And then I love the yield. Anytime there's yield generation, I love that. So if I could pair the two together to gain more yield, that's a big deal to me. Um, And uh, so I I had my final thought here, and then we can cover anything uh, you want in RG3. But what would be some not financial advice, just what you're thinking about? Maybe we we can phrase it that way. How do you... Prepare your mind and your mindset for the rest of this bear market. We may be here for a few more months, mm. we may be here for another year. but how do you think about it, how you think through it? Like if we go a few more months, you're thinking this way, or if it's a much more prolonged bear market, how do you kind of set yourself up?
1: So so a lot of people's situations are different. Um, some people have overleveraged themselves and gotten themselves into this bear market. Um, a lot of people who haven't been through bear markets, Mm -hmm. um, this isn't my first rodeo in a bear market. So, and, and I've never overextended myself in crypto anyway. I've always told people that if you're in this game, make sure that this is not where your wealth is stored. This is a, uh, this should be a small percentage of your holdings, um, is because it's a big risk. Crypto is a big risk. Um, but the bear market is for building and preparing um instead of bitching whining complaining and being anxious um you shouldn't have put yourself in that situation if you did then you need to back up and go okay what do i got to do now to prepare for 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 the the coming bull market am i going to mm. be prepared for that or is that going to walk away from me too um and that's a very interesting strategy that needs to be put into play and that's dollar costing yourself out as well as you've dollar cost yourself into the market mm. because right now it would sure be nice to have some capital. It would sure be nice to have dollar costed yourself out and say, well, I'm gonna w- start walking out at this point and then I'm gonna start walking back in at this point you right. know and 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 that's where we we all should have been. That's where we all should have you know uh, played our how we all should have played our cards um, So me, I'm building in the bear market. Like I'm, I'm writing checks. I'm building business. I'm I'm doing I'm doing things on the side here, uh, in in the crypto space to make things better, because we are in a bear market. I do have time. It's not fun and games and and you know everybody's happy and streaming and blah 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 blah. It's it's time to work. You know get get your nose to the grindstone and and get things done. So so we're building. Uh, we've got another product coming out. That we're not we're not talking about yet. But we're building in the background, doing things. Um, and we're going to be ready for the related
0: or pulse chain related. Can you reveal that? It's
1: crypto. It's crypto related. It's also outside of the crypto ecosystem. Um, it is, it it, it, it is a blockchain like technology, uh, that is going to handle a whole nother layer. So Mm. we're going to be, we're working on that product right now. Um, but it's not going to be, you know, a crypto per se. It's going to be something completely different. Um, so, uh, on top of that, we're in the movie industry now, and uh, we'd we'd like to see a sequel to the to the. So highest you were behind
0: stakes. the movie as well. You're a big part of that. I didn't know that. Um, so the yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay. Well, well, the highest of stakes. Uh, Muse storytelling came to uh, myself and my partner, Kinetics, and uh, asked us to get involved. They wanted to do a story on on Hex and the Hexagons mm. and Richard and and they wanted full control of it. And, uh, I said, um, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we, we got involved as producers. Um, and then as, as they started to do their research and went and visited hexagons, uh, they came to me and said, Hey, um, we would rather you take a backseat on the producer role. And we'd like to put you in the film. Um, Hmm. your, your dynamic, you know, position in the, in the, in the community. And we'd like to, you know, have your opinion and you, your likeness on, the, on the film. So would you do that? And so, so I relinquished my um, producer role and, and became part of the movie. So uh, myself and Richard are probably the two main characters in the movie. Well, we're, we're I didn't know that that's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so I'll be in, I'm in the movie. And, uh, and so um, as it, as it, uh, as it plays out, You know, we just want to keep passing the message. And I think that, you know, as hexagons and as as community members, you know, Richard always told us, you guys go out and build it. You guys go do it. So Richard had absolutely nothing to do with this film. Mm. Uh, We produced it. um, And then we also are obviously in it. Um, And then, you know, I turned over my production rights and uh, now I'm just in the film uh, providing the information that they're asking for. And uh, um, we'd like to see more of it because this is outside of the space of crypto, you know, because we don't want to be a sounding board. Just the community is talking to each other, yeah. fighting with freaking maxis. That's it, yeah. counterproductive. We need to get outside, you know, to the general public, build products outside of crypto. If we're going to, if we're going to reach bigger audiences, if we're going to get into politics, if we're going to do all these things, we have to we have to throw our net out, cast our net wider. Um, so that's what we're attempting to do. And that's what I'm trying to encourage all Hexkins to do. And and, you know, and it starts out like this, like streaming and getting information and passing it on and using the community to get your 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 creative juices going. But then find a way to get outside of the community and do something else like like the movie that we're making, you know.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, that's it's already long- made. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I think that um you know, I didn't know that you were part of the move. The fact that you're doing the Hex Investment Trust and then the movie stuff, then you have another project. I think that that's actually such an amazing message. I want everybody that watches this to understand. I'm working on something that's a little bit outside of crypto, but I'm building another product that's related more to the food category. But uh, uh-huh. it's during the oh! it's during- Yeah, I like it. it. Yeah, it's during the bear market. And then I think to your point, it's inspiration for me what you said, because it's like, don't sit there idle. Don't sit there and just like mope around because the market is down. This is a time to build and you're just building one thing after another. That's all gonna, you mentioned compounding before. All the things that you're doing are compounding on top of each other. To get us to where we need to go so that when the bull market hits all of these different things compounding at the same time plus price appreciation plus pulse chain plus pulse sex, and the whole ecosystem that's being built around that i mean can really take this to really far places and i think the hex community in the things that it knows about first principles self-custody uh trustless yield all these different things better bitcoin um is going to position them in a much stronger way than many of the other communities. So I think that the thing I really take from what you're saying is like, never stop building, especially in the bear markets. Don't just sit around because then it gives you like more motivation, inspiration um, to do more things. And it sets yourself up even better. And you're not just waiting around.
1: Yeah. We're far from done guys. We're far from done, you know, and, and, and I'd like to take a break you know, we've mm-hmm. been at it for three years straight. And, but this is too important. You know, when I talked earlier about my passion for what I'm trying to do, this is too important to take my foot off the gas. I can, I can walk away. I'm done. I'm done. Generations yeah. of my family will never have to worry about money ever again. Mm. I am, I've, I'm good, but to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm. And I'm not going to take this thing that has saved me and made me generationally wealthy and and put my family in a in a position where it's finally where it deserves to be without going out and continuing to help to continue to pass the message to be the guy that's out in the front taking the arrows and you know and 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 bringing the message no matter what no matter what like they're not going to stop me there's not too many people out there that can just keep going and keep going well that's one thing i could do i may not be the smartest guy in the room but you can't outwork me. Hmm. You can't, it's impossible to. So I'm I'm going to stick with that and just keep working and keep doing what I can to get the word out and to help shine a light on smarter hexagons, on brighter hexagons, on, on people that are out there giving a, a better message. I'm just going to keep doing that and giving them a platform to do that on.
0: That's amazing. RG3, how can we follow you? How can everybody follow you? Or uh, are there things, anything you want to plug at the end of this? I want to make sure to give some time for that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can go to discourse syndicate, um, which is uh, on the YouTubes. That's where we have our channel. Um, we have more than one stream there. There's, there's four or five different streamers on there. Uh, I do a show on Monday night called chatting with the captain, where I'm going to bring guests on crypto guests, financial guests, high, 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 high um, value people. we had, uh, Head from corn on there. I've had uh, Mr. Griffin, the guy who wrote Jekyll Island. Um, mm. I've had a lot of different guests on there. Uh, Wednesday night, it's now uh, called DeFi Syndicate with myself and Famous. Uh, so Famous is doing a show with me, kind of the young bull, old bull kind of thing. He's coming in with his brilliance in crypto and I'm coming in with my experience. And we're just kind of marrying those things together and, and helping people to understand the DeFi space because DeFi is going to be where it's at. And that's the yep. message. So that's Wednesday nights. And then Friday nights has always been the open forum for all hexagons, which is the effing hangout, which is the Friday night hangout. And that is anybody can come in. We just throw the throw the link out there on Twitter and you know, come haters, whatever community members, people who are scared that want to stream, you know, come on in. Friday nights is the, the free for all. So that's on, on Discord Syndicate. Um, if you want to see more about the movie, you can go to the highestofstakes.com and you can see uh the trailers and everything they have on richard in there on the movie um and then of course on on uh, twitter you can find me uh, rg3 underscore pirate and on instagram it's rg3 hexagon
0: okay before i let you go is there a and i know that this is top secret but is there a time frame in which you think the movie will come out like q1 q2 q3 of next year it could be exclusive
1: the the hopes are q1 so it looks like i'm thinking q1
0: okay q1 so So, yeah so the movie so before you become famous just remember me right when the (laughs) movie goes goes viral just remember the small people okay
1: (laughs) i never forget where i come from man it's it's all it's it's all the love for the hexagons especially the ones that were in the trenches with us you know in the beginning Uh here that's that's what, yeah. I'm never gonna forget that. You know, it's it's kind of weird sometimes. I I go to places like these meetups, and you see people like kind of staring at you. Like, it's like, no, dude, I'm just a normal person, man. Don't act right. like that. It's you know, because that's this is this is about community, and and shaking hands and high fives and hugs and all that is what I'm all about. I this 2D thing is has always been real rough for me. I love mm-hmm. it when we have meetups and and we get to hang out with each other and really get to know one another because yeah. uh, we see how really connected we are and how really aligned we are with what it is we're saying. And even when we sit down with people who are anti us or contrary to us, uh, the maxis, you start to have that human experience and you got to start to because it's funny when when you're when you're chatting with people in 2D or 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 on a post or whatever. It's easy. It's easy to you know slap each other around or, or, mm-hmm. or shoot, shoot insults. But when you're in front of somebody that can punch you in the face, like you're not <laughs> going to insult them. You're going to have a conversation with them, a yeah. civil human conversation, you know, because people just don't do that in person. It's like, yeah. you don't chest up to people like you do in, in, in the Twitter, you know? So I love that. And I can't wait till we start to go to like uh, Bitcoin, you know, uh, conventions and stuff like that. And we, we roll in there freaking deep, you know? and start, you know, letting these people know who we are and what we're really about. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to this next year is I'm going to start going to a lot of these events and stuff and, and, uh, and talking at them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hope to meet you in person one of these days. And I just want to really, really thank you, RG3 for joining. So I learned so much on this and uh, you know, I knew you were like a huge member in the community, but it was, you've done way more than I even thought you did. So thank (laughs) you for enlightening me with all of that. I'm very well, much nice. looking forward to the movie, the launch of Paul's shame, Paul sex and yeah. meeting in person soon.
1: It's coming, man. It's coming.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you everybody for joining. Make sure to like comment, subscribe to the channel and follow RG three and the discord syndicate syndicate. Yeah. Discord syndicate. Discord. Syndicate. <laughs> Discourse. Syndicate. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thanks.